Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you very much for joining me again today. I took a little break yesterday because I went to a Yatratra. Yes, I went, I assisted a Yatratra. It was fantastic. It was very, compared to the one in India, it's relatively small, but uh, it was fantastic. Um... I adored being there. It was. I was really tired. I had the entire week in me. I was tired, and it just lifted my spirits, lifted my energy. Uh, it was great to see many Indian people there. Obviously, good food. Uh, there was. I didn't really do anything at the Yatrat. Really, I just stood there and watched. And um, it, it was just good to be there. The energy was 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 uh, great, and uh, the food was fantastic as usual. Uh, I had a lot to eat. I ate uh, for the entire day, and in, in, in I had two lunches, no dinner, but it it was fantastic. And uh, I bought some books at the Yatratra uh, on the uh, Bhagavatam. Um, I bought a book on Krishna and his stories. I have a lot of it downloaded on, on my computer, but it's not the same thing as, as as reading, as having the actual book with you. So I was really happy to buy some books, and and you know over time, um, you know I I I go to these events and and buy little by little by little. It's really great to read, great read if you get go to these uh, uh, events um, and uh, buy these books selling there it's it's a great read to have the knowledge to have different aspects of life uh never stop yourself from reading even if you don't like a subject just read because you don't know what you learn you, knowledge is not plus or minus knowledge is knowledge and, and there's a lot of it you don't like a lot of it you like uh doesn't mean you agree with everything but it is an important uh, journey of life to gather knowledge and that's what dharma is about but talking about the bhagavatam um I um I am subscribed to some some people on the internet uh sorry on Facebook and and uh, one of the lovely people I am subscribed to is Swami Sunir Malananda Swami Sunir Malan Malananda uh he is a great swami uh, I don't know who he is but his his uh, write ups are fantastic absolutely fantastic you can look him up on facebook and he is uh, tagged on to I have tagged him on to my facebook page religions regimes and refugees and today I'm going to talk about something that he wrote about it really struck me and I said I I just wanted to talk about it uh and he talks about so I'm going to read from his post this is not my post it's his post and it's it's actually great the snake and the cosmic egg in dharma okay dharma is duty it's an umbrella term for duty for you to balance understand your cosmic field the currents that form your waves every junction in life um and to balance this field balance the cosmic field and balance the energy around you uh, your energy along with the energy around you okay to align yourself with the uh energies of the earth and, and the planet, uh, and that is dharma. Uh, so the snake and the cosmic egg in dharma. Okay, and I'm going to read from you from his post. This is not my post, and I will explain it to you later in modern terms. I've already talked about this, but this is just another way of, 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 of looking at it, uh, and I'm sure a lot of 
you would know it already, but here it goes. So in Dharma, we see snakes every day, everywhere. Okay, Shiva, Durga, Ganesha, Narayana are all associated with snakes. Why? Let me explain. Look at ourselves. Believe it or not, inside us there is a snake. It is coiled. It is called coiled up. Kundalini. Okay, so the Kundalini is coiled up energy. It is due to this energy that we think, we talk, we walk. Energy is important. For any movement, energy is necessary. Therefore, there is a snake inside all living beings. What about the universe? Does the universe also have energy? Yes, of course. How? Look at the shape of the universe. According to scientists today, does it look like an egg? The uni- this universe was called Brahmanda in Hindu scriptures, Vedic scriptures. The interesting point is Sakanda Purana and Sutta Samhita said the Shivalinga is a symbolic um, Brahmanda, the cosmic edge. So it's a symbol, okay? Um, the in- inverted Shivalinga says that su- says the Sutta Samhita is the representation of the cosmos. Inverted, infinite, unending, and is the growing linga, the representation of the cosmos. Um, thus, we see that the Narayana Shilas, the Shivalangas, are the shape of the cosmic egg. Everything in is the eternal play of matter and energy, prana and akasha. Okay, uh, Akasha, not talking about the sky above. What we call solid matter is just energy after all. So anything that you see solid is actually energy. It's put together gravitational force, but it's just powder, it's energy, and, and it's dust. Sakamba, supreme cosmic energy. So we have said previously, or the, uh, Swami has said previously, uh, that Shivalinga is Sakamba. The infinite energy, infinite energy, brilliant and powerful cosmic energy. When Shrishti begins, this sakamba is the form of cosmic energy manifests itself. Thus, is that is Shiva. Energy becomes matter and vice versa. Matter and energy are the two inseparable things, popular popularly called yada, jada, and chetana, out of which everything is. Everything is there in time and space. The universe is just matter and energy. That's all dust, uh, uh, particles, and and energy field. So wave particle uh, theory. That's what it is. Uh, Now, um, the universe is, like I said, it's just matter and energy. Jada and Chaitanya in numerous forms. Forms keep on changing in space-time. Not only that... Hindus always uh, always said matter and energy are interconvertible. Um, and science accepted this from 1905 onwards. Prana is cosmic energy. Uh, we are the cosmos. So prana is cosmic energy. We are prana. At one point, one more point, the Sanskrit word for energy is prana. Pran means to vibrate. Prana is that energy which uh, which makes things vibrate or move. Vibration means life. Life is vibration. Matter vibrates and becomes countless galaxies, suns, forms, etc. due to the vibration and prana. What we call as frequencies today. So 
our cosmic energy, this cosmos, is actually frequencies. We are frequencies. We're not physical people. And just any other frequency, we move uh, in, in cyclic forms, okay? Um, so that's prana. Similarly, all forms of matter are the same matter. Matter is called akasha. The snake represents energy. The linga um, represents the akasha. Okay, um, so Orphic mysteries. The concept of the physical universe represents by the cosmic egg spread from the Hindus, from the Vedic people to different ancient civilizations. For example, uh, the Orphic cult. The origins of the Orphic mysteries are apparently unknown. But it's known that they use a symbol of the cosmos enveloped by the snake. Uh, they also said that the primordial divine being who came out of the cosmic egg was Phoenix, Phoenicia, Snake, and Shiva. Okay, the primordial divinity was also called Protagonist, the firstborn Pratma Ganya Purusha. Who was the firstborn? The Orphic said that it was Kronos, time or color. Fanes was represented as bursting out of a cosmic egg. The same is represented in Dharma in Lingo, Lingo Bhava, Shiva. Shiva Linga is a simple representation of the eternal truth of matter and energy. That's all it is. When you meditate, of, on the Shivalinga, you are in fact meditating on the supreme cosmic energy and that energy is awakened within you. You become infinite. In the Dharma is purely scientific. It is understood by civilized people in ancient, from ancient times. So this is what he's saying is that Dharma is a science and our science is cosmic energy. We are the cosmos. We are absolutely the cosmos. There's a cosmos inside us. We are the cosmos. Our matter is cosmos. Our energy is a cosmos. We are a duality. So the cosmo cosmos is a duality, uh, electromagnetic and, and wave particle duality. That's what we are, a duality. We're not a singularity. We are not monoistic. Uh, we are a duality in all uh, presence of the word and our, and our wave particle duality works in frequencies, cyclic frequencies and um, or if you want to elaborate into it, um, cymatic frequencies. So just type cymatic frequencies into Google and you will see cymatic frequencies or you can go to YouTube type cymatic frequencies and you will understand it. So this is what Swamiji says. He's very, very interesting, very nice uh, articles he comes up with. I do hope you will uh, tag on to his Facebook page. And if not, it's it's on my Facebook page, Religions, Regimes and Refugees. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and, and speak a little bit of what I've already spoken before, um, how to understand this. So the Vedic, uh, so I have said before, the Vedic uh, theory of creation, okay? Um, the first stage of creation, due to Maha Vishnu, there is a disturbance in the equilibrium of the three qualities, Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas, uh, protons, electrons, and neutrons, which results in the formation of subtle, invisible matter called the Maha Tattva. Particles of the smallest matter, as in wave particle duality, called the Mahat 
tatwa was the basis of the universe. They gave rise to everything to fall. And these particles, they give rise to further creation. Thus, we get buddhi uh, from uh, intellect, from which we get aham, a false or false ego, and manas, mind. This mahatattva was created by, Mahat Vishvu, by, by Maha Vishvu, Vishnu's glance. It is therefore the state in which the elements differentiate and become ready for the creation of the physical universe. The physical universe is a virtual, virtual reality that is real but temporary. Um, so the scientific version is as mentioned in the beginning uh, is mentioned the scientists believe that the earth the our earth is about 4.6 billion years ago our cosmos a giant star in our galaxy exploded it sent shock waves through the universe forming a cloud of oxygen of huge cloud of oxygen hydrogen the hydrogen filled uh, field was filled with nebulae which circled in an orbit to to form Mars, thus the Sun was born. Our creator, the gravitational force around the Sun, became our solar system. The second stage of creation, this is called the Panchamahut, Mahabut. Panch means five, thus at this stage we have different forms, uh, matter in different forms. That means um, the Akash, the air, the Jala, which is the water, the Tejas, which is fire, Prithvi, which is earth, and Pavan, which is ether. The five Tanra tan mantras are formed. The elements are sound, touch, form, and smell. Many would recognize these elements as the famous platonical, platonic elements, and the human body is a combination of these chemical compounds. That means, uh, that means the, um, the atmosphere, the the mass, the, the the orbits, and the mass of the planets that were formed, uh, arranged uh, came into a position um, from the sun, which created atmosphere. Okay, evolved as it circles around the sun, the creator, it came into position, which. Um, which created atmosphere. So we had an atmosphere that was created around our, our universe, uh, sorry, our, our planet. And that was when this form, the, um, this evolution, this fourth evolution, created water, akash, fire, ether, and these are called the five platonic elements. Uh, and then this further, this the further photosynthesis of this then formed the different species of life, the creation of mind or man gives birth to the concept of dash indrayan. This is where the five senses or perception elements of life are formed. So if we have the five sensory perceptions, ear, skin, eyes, tongue, nose, and the five sensory organs of action, the mouth, the arms, the legs, uh, etc. reproductive. All this means the electromagnetic field of our universe is photosynthesizing. These three stages are called the Pratik Sarga, and they are not they are not a creation of the creator of Brahma, but the form of energy of Mahavishnu known as the Prakriti. They are the foundation of our solar system, our universe, and the beginning of the evolution of life. This tells a story that every time Vishnu ex exhales, a universe is formed. Every time he inhales, the universe contracts and is finally destroyed. At the present time, the science supports the fact that the universe is contracting. It also supports the view that there are several solar systems in our galaxy. Our solar system is not unique. 
another form of Vishnu is seen reclining on a, on a serpent in each universe, and the universe is called the Hiran Yagarbha. Okay, Hiranyagarbha, born out of a golden womb or golden egg, in science, this analogy of the universe, that is the egg, is called the heliosphere. And, and this is exactly what I'm talking to you about um, in, in, face, in the previous, in Swamiji's post, the snake and the cosmic egg, um, a supreme asamba, uh, sakamba is the supreme cosmic egg, and the shivalinga is uh, the sakamba. Uh, sorry, sakamba is supreme cosmic energy, and a shivalinga is the uh, sakamba. That means a shivalinga is a manifestation, is a sim symbol of our cosmic energy, infinite, brilliant, and powerful cosmic energy. When the Shristi begins, the Sakamba is a form of cosmic energy which manifests itself. This manifestation is Shiva. Energy becomes matter and vice versa. Matter and energy are two inseparable things, popularly called as Jada or Chetana, out of which everything is there in time and space. Uh, and our Prana is cosmic energy. So, um, I was just going to continue. Uh, after a thousand Mahayugas, a, a thousand cycle, a first being is formed out of the navel of Vishnu called Brahma or Ka. Brahma is known as the creator, son of all things uh, in the universe called Brahman. So these are the first three stages of creation. Um, it's just to give you an idea of what, um, what exactly... Um, creation is and talking about our cosmic energy which is very important in simple terms it's called currents that form our waves because our energy field our cosmic field always roams in cycle 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 we are frequencies like any frequency uh, we are frequencies we roam in we our energy our field works in cycles and those cycles form currents and waves. So everything who we are, everything who we are, every, we at the at the base we are currents and waves, cosmic currents and waves. If you want to know what that is, uh, go to the beach. Look what you see: waves and the ocean. The ocean produces waves. What you don't see: the currents below that form the waves. We are continuous cycles of currents and waves. The currents don't stop, the waves don't stop because we are a cosmic energy field, uh, sakamba. Uh, and that sakamba and the symbol of that sakamba is the shivalinga, uh, infinite energy and beautiful, powerful energy. If you understand the cycles, you will offload the baggage, okay? Understand the atwa, all that lies in between, cycle after cycle after cycle, wave after wave after wave, uh, and the currents that form the waves, you will understand we're just doing the same thing over and over again. The labels will change, but the mentality will still be the same. Uh, because it's not the labels that define the mentality, it is the mentality that defines the label. Um, so basically, we are cosmic field. We're not humans. We're not matter as we see it. One energy field. We are prana. We are vibration of energies. That's who we are. We are prana uh, uh, of of energy field, and that energy field a manifestation of that field gives us matter, and we are a duality between particles, uh, energy, 
and, and particles and the wave particle theory. So in modern science, I was going to explain it to you in modern terms. I have already um, talked, spoken about this. I was just going to give it to you again one more time. Um, let me just go here. I lost my page, actually. Um, So, uh, sorry about that. I'll just explain it to you in modern terms, okay? And we'll talk about quantum physics. Because quantum physics is exactly what this prana energy is about. Um, we Quantum physics is a modern term, but uh, the energy is... Mode, uh, our, our knowledge of this dates back thousands of years and um, we're just re in, we're not re we haven't reinvented the wheel we're just repeating what our ancestors did so it's important to connect the dots and say we didn't invent anything new we didn't invent the wheel we're just you know giving it a new touch so let's talk about quantum physics quantum physics is a study of behavior of matter and energy at the molecule or atomic, nuclear, and even smallest micro uh, levels, microscopic levels. It is a process of observing how something actually influences the minute physical processes that take place. This that affects our entire universe as a whole. Now, a very important point to understand this, everything in the universe, everything elementary particle has both particle and wave nature at the same time. That's the smallest of molecules that makes up makes us up in the universe have all the basic duality that is particles in wave. Light waves uh, act like particles and particles act like waves or the wave particle duality. Hence the matter can go from one spot to the other without moving to an intervening space sometimes called quantum tunneling. So the area around the magnet within this magnetic force is exerted uh, the force sorry the area around a magnet within which the magnetic force is exerted is called a magnetic field it is produced by moving electric charges the presence and strength of the magnetic field is denoted by magnetic flux lines the direction of the magnetic field is also indicated by these lines. The closer the lines, the stronger the magnetic field and vice versa. When an iron particles, uh, when iron particles are placed over a magnet, the flux lines can be seen clearly. Magnetic fields also generate power in particles which comes in contact with it. Electric fields are generated around particles that bear the electric charge. Positive charges are drawn towards it, while negative charges are repelled. All particles are made of electrical charges in their material atom makeup. Uh, and I got this from Diffin.com. If you want to go onto the site, you're welcome to. It'll give you some great information. Diffin, as in D-I-F-F-E-N.com. A moving charge always has a magnetic field and an electric field, and and uh, that's precisely the reason why they are associated with each other. There are two different fields which which near with nearly the same characteristics. Therefore, they are interrelated in a field called an electromagnetic field. In this field, the electric field and magnetic field move at right angles to each other. However, they are not dependent on each other. They also 
exist independently. Without an electric field, the magnetic field exists in permanent magnets and electric and electric fields exist in the form of static electricity in the absence of a magnetic field. Okay, um, now in this electromagnetic field, all particles are made of electrical charges in the material atoms. Um, in the universe, there are equal amounts of negative electric electrical charges or electrons and positive charges, protons. These are generally, they generally try to stay in balance in equal amounts at every location. Electric Electric charge is the physical property of the matter that causes it to, to experience a force when placed in an electromagnetic field. There are two types of electric charges, positive and negative, that light charges repel, unlike attract. Now, our planet, uh, Earth, has a magnetic field, also known as a geomagnetic field. Roughly speaking, the Earth's magnetic field is the field of the magnetic dipole currently tilted at an angle of about 10 degrees with respect to the Earth's rotational axis, as if there was a bar magnet placed at the angle at the center of the Earth. The North Geomagnetic Pole, located at Greenland, is the Northern Hemisphere. It's actually the South Pole of the electric of the Earth's magnetic field. So that I repeat that, the North Geomagnetic Pole, located at, Gre at Greenville in the Northern Hemisphere, is actually the South Pole's South Pole of the Earth's magnetic field, and the South Geomagnetic Pole is the North Pole of the electromagnetic field. So. There are two different types of poles, the geomagnetic pole and the geographical pole. So the geographical pole in the north is Greenland, in the south you have the Antarctic, but that is not the electromagnetic pole or the geomagnetic pole. Unlike a bar magnet, Earth's magnetic pole changes over time because it is generated by a geodynamo. In Earth's case, the motion of molten iron alloys in its outer core. This field extends from the interior of the Earth into the outer space where it meets the solar wind, a stream of charged particles emancipating from the sun. Now, there is also what we call an interplanetary magnetic field or solar magnetic field carried by the solar wind among the planets of the solar system. Uh, thus, the electric and magnetic fields travel through space at the speed of light. Basically, all particles in our universe, that is, the molecules, atoms that which we are made up of, are connected to each other or interact with each other through wave functions in this magnetic field. In other words, the wave-particle duality is played out within the Earth's magnetic field. So at the source, if an action is created, the waves that follow this action will reciprocate the initial action and source and cause a ripple effect. Now, let's put it this way. Everything on this planet is made up of atoms and molecules. Thus, which makes up a molecule, sorry, that which makes up a molecule in turn makes up an object, whether human or otherwise. Thus, all objects in reality are at the microscopic fine level are particles. The moment a wave interferes with a particle, the ripple effect of that particle in that wave part will f follow suit.
Let me explain this by going over Newton's three laws of energy. Law one, the law of inertia. An object at rest will remain at rest unless acted on by an un unbalanced force. An object in motion continues in motion with the same speed and the same direction unless acted on by an unbalanced force. So it is a general tendency of an object to keep on doing what they're doing. In other words, all objects and particles in particular wavelength will continue on that wavelength unless acted upon otherwise. That's law number one. Law number two, acceleration is produced when a force acts on a mass. Uh, the greater the mass of the object being accelerated, the greater the amount of force needed to accelerate the object. Law number three, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Okay, that means your frequencies. So you do something, you'll have the opposite, your frequency going in the opposite, opposite direction, which is normal. Um, let's go back uh, and make it simple. Take an object, drop it in the center of a tub of water. And what you see Ripples, waves going in every direction of the tub. The molecules that make up the water will move outwards in, in waves towards the exterior of the tub. Now we know that every human being or object in the solar system is made up of atoms and molecules. So every molecule or an atom is a part of the solar system in a magnetic field. So the concept of waves works for us humans too. In these magnetic waves that make up the atoms, molecules, uh, move and give it, it its inertia. The waves and the ripple effects that will form the currents that make the particles move, thus causing the human being to act depending on the ripple effect of the wavelength. In human philo philosophical terms, this wave is called the spirit, the soul and the subconscious. The particles in the human being, the particle is the human being. And thus the humans are controlled by these waves. That is our spirit. This way, these waves, this energy field is called spirit. We are but tiny particles in this powerful magnetic field, this kundalini. 90% of who we are is the wavelength, that is the, the soul, the spirit, or uh, the wave particle, the, 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 the energy field. 90% of us is energy, 10% is particle, is, is matter. To paraphrase this, let me give you a symbol. We are like the ocean. The currents below form the waves. What you see are only the waves. It is the currents below that create the waves. It's not the waves that create the current. In other words, what is on the outside is an extension of what is on the inside. These currents are in human terms what we call uh, also known as a mentality. Can we change our mentality? Can we change the kundalini? Can we change the cosmic sphere? No, we can't. Thus it is the mentality below that controls the physical form of the human above. It is not the human form that controls the mentality below, the animate and the inanimate. The inanimate is the wave function or the currents of the ocean or the mentality of the human being. The particle or the animate is the human being, the oceans, waves, the material man made objects or labels. So coming back to... Um, the 90-10% rule uh, I mentioned above in my simpleton way. What is on the outside is, in, is an extension of what is on the inside. 
In mathematical terms, this is called the golden ratio, also known as the phi or the phi. Okay, we know what is the phi, uh, PHI as I call it, but the golden ratio or as a number, um, a one point, the number is 1.618. Simply stated, the golden ratio is a special number found by dividing a line into two parts so that the longer part divided by the smaller part is equal to the whole length divided by the longer part. This happens only at the point where uh, A is 1.618 uh, times, um, or alternatively, B of the rectangle is 0.618. Now, that's numbers, and it's difficult to tell you on a podcast, but I'm sure you can go on to uh, Google and, and understand the golden ratio, uh, and, and you'll get it over there. The golden ratio, now, this concept... Uh, so anything you do on the inside produces an interaction on an or electromagnetic force that is replicated on the outside because it's our currents that form the waves. This concept is a part of our electromagnetic world and we cannot change it as everything in the universe is an atom and a molecule. The electromagnetic concept behind who we are. The golden ratio is found in humans, in plants, in architecture, in medicine. Stock markets, casinos, you name it, you got it. The whole world is part of the principle. You cannot run it. This is a template for the cosmos. The golden ratio within the wave-particle duality that makes up our life. Basically, us humans and animals are all controlled at, by this magnetic, uh, massive magnetic field. Our spirit, what we call spirit, is actually the electromagnetic universe. This that controls us and creates human movement. We humans... Particles of the universe do not have any control of the magnetic waves that is that we call spirit. It is much more powerful than us. It is 1.618 of who we are. Let me put this to you in another way. Look at the ocean, the currents that produce the waves. Do you have any control of the ocean wave? No. Do you have any control of the currents? No. Whatever one does, no one can control an ocean wave because a wave is controlled by the currents below the ocean surface. Can you control the currents now? No, you can't do that either. What happens when we control or interfere with a sea wave? Say we build a huge barge or pillar right out at sea. Well, you will have the waves lash lashing up at the barge like a storm. What happens when we interfere with the currents of the ocean? We have a tsunami. Okay. Uh, uh, we humans are those ocean waves. Now look at all the groups trying to control our mind, beginning with religion, politicians, vested interest groups, our societies, our local communities, even our own parents. When that happens, they interfere with our waves and try to control the currents. We have a tsunami. In human terms, this tsunami is called violence. Um, the physical manifestation of the human being is 0.618 of our existence. The magnetic wave, or as religion calls it, our spirit, is 1.618 of who we are. The moment you interfere with this ratio, you will have what is called a short circuit. This charge or current is the spirit of every human species, or sorry, species of life. We are all individual magnetic fields connected to the, the bigger 
magnetic field, uh, the cosmic uh, magnetic field. Now, can you do what you want with this field? Uh, if you manipulate this or put the wrong ends together, can you decide which way the current runs? We cannot, but by controlling the human being, we can control the, this electromagnetic field. What are we doing when we interfere and distort this charge? We have short circuits in humans. This is the basis of all violence. Why am I bringing this up to you? Well, this magnetic field and force that I just talked about is what human civilizations call God. This is not sarcastic by any means whatsoever, might I add. No one has ever seen God, but yet we talk about this God. No one has felt a spirit, but we all talk about his human spirit, which is believed to have be given us given to us by God. Well, I just mentioned, we live in a magnetic field where we are like it or not, who, this is who we are, okay? This field that the force that, this field, this force that controls us is what we call spirit. This that we think comes from God is really just an electromagnetic field that forms our universe, our cosmic field. Our spirit at the microscopic level is actually electromagnetic waves. The universe is heaven and the sun is the creator or the god. Why the sun? Well, in the physics world, the sun is the star at the center of the solar system. It is nearly perfect sphere of hot plasma with internal convection motion that generates a magnetic field by a dynamo process. It is by far the most important source of energy for life on Earth. Um, this in ancient cultures was translated as the creator, as it generates a force or energy for creation, which is the physics, which in the physics world is called our electromagnetic cosmos. Now, prior to the Younger Dryas or the Ice Age, this understanding of the universe was, uh, was what we call religion. Or should I say there was no such thing as religion. Religion is a word in a, in a modern concept that came up after the Younger Dryas. So recently, um, the word religion comes from the Latin word religare, which means to bind, to join. This word was then institutionalized and became religio. Latin means obligation, bond, or reverence, or as I like to say, colonization or handcuffing of our minds. And then it was used as religion and institution based on a set of rules supposedly given by God. And today we have religion. Now the original word religare is not far, far off what it was supposed to mean. In the ancient world, as I said, there was no religion nor any set of rules. It was all about the way of life based on the knowledge of the universe and your position in it. Joining or binding the physical or the metaphysical. Thus understanding this wave-particle duality or the concept of joining these waves and particles together, which forms the human being, was what we call today as fate. Translation to bind. After the Young Adrice, a cataclysm that happened about 13,000 years ago, the temperatures of the Earth increased, which supposedly melted the ice at the poles, increasing the sea levels at around 400 feet. Some scientists say a comet or gi giant meteorite hit the Earth, and the ripple effects were felt everywhere, washing over the seawater over land, thus swallowing land masses completely. 
This reduced the size of the continents to much less than what it was 13,000 years ago. The bulk of the population is at uh, the bulk of the population, or at least a big portion of the population of the planet, was living along the sea or riverbanks, just like today. Results: We lost a lot of human civilization and the knowledge that goes with it. Okay, as a result, we lost. Um, we forgot the concept to bind or the union between the animate and the inanimate, the wave-particle duality, we forgot this. For human civilization, this becomes two very different concepts. The separation of mind and body, or physical and metaphysical on the inside, led to the ignorance on the outside. This ignorance on the outside led to the separation of, mind, separation of humans into ignorant man-made divided groups, this ignorance that prevailed led humanity to forgetting about this concept of wave-particle duality or the conjunction of matter and energy. One group began to control the other group. The violence erupted where one group was forced, would force themselves on a weaker group. Uh, this led one group to submit or be subjugated or become enforced, while the other group being the enforcers or the elite. The establishment, or if you like to call it, group that believed that they were supreme. That's the concept of supremacist. Religare just went from the concept of to bind to the obligation bondage by set of rules. A set of rules which becomes an institution and the institution becomes um, religion controlled by a few. They, are re they reinvented the parable of God. God became a higher power not seen before. That's the concept of blind fate, whereby it was considered okay to keep the people in ignorance as long as they had this new concept of God. God was then used to manipulate the congregations of the world to suit the vested interests of groups that became powerful. Thus, we have vested interest groups all over the world, whether religious, political, commercial, financial, philosophical, philosophical or media. Basically, the 2% of the planet which control 98% to submit to the interpretation of life in God and whatever else they choose so long as they remain in ignorance. But how do they do this? They deny the congregations the knowledge, suppress any dialogue, fabricate fake concepts. In other words, they lie. If you dare rise above the status quo, you will be made into a vessel of shame, degraded and sent uh, into the invention of hell, and here we go. Oh yes, heaven and hell basically do not exist, before I forgot to mention it to you. Heaven and hell is basically a vast electromagnetic cosmos. However, if you are ignorant and don't know about the universe and its properties, heaven and hell is basically used to scare you and keep you in a constant state of mind, of fear, to submit to the manipulators, who, those from the 2% of the planet. They will need you to submit to their vested interests. So let's go back to the ancient world. What exactly remains from the civilization to tell us that this philosophy really existed? Plenty. Let's start with Giza, the Giza Plateau, the Sphinx, the Pyramid of Giza, the, all three con constructed using the mathematical function of, of phi, uh, that's three uh, point one four one four and one point six one eight. That is, that's pi and phi. Okay, that's pi and phi. I apologize. Uh, there are two different things. Here are the sum of the numbers. 
sorry, I'm not going to go to the numbers because it's we, we've talked about it before and it's very difficult to go into it in on a podcast. Um, so, um, the Sphinx is constructed on the basis of the golden ratio. The party in in, Anti- in Athens, Athens, Greece. The Taj Mahal uses the golden ratio. Uh, the statues of luxury have all have the golden ratio embedded in their features. The solar system, the distance of the planets to our solar system correlates closely to the powers of uh, phi. The theory of phi is found in three-dimensional solids in the universe called decohedrons and isohedrons. Uh, when liquid is stirred up, uh, it produces the magnetic field and forms basically a geometric uh, geometric grid around the planet. In other words, electromagnetism. This grid is what we call an isohedron, uh, icosahedron, which follows the principle of the golden ratio. It is everywhere. So where I say when I say religion, as we know today, has no idea about the electromagnetic law and the nature of the planet, not one. They are all against the law of nature on the planet, and hence we have so much violence and anarchy, and that is the basis of Abrahamic groups, my dear friend. They're all about the all about ideology and, and subjugation of your mind, and uh, because they have no idea about the golden ratio. It is everywhere. Um... So, translation, we have all been brainwashed. They have all brainwashed us to believe in their man-made laws that are complete opposite to what nature wants us. Many man-made laws apparently given to us by this invisible divine that no one has ever seen, but we all prostrate to, should I say submit to, whatever the label is exactly the same ignorance. Why do we follow this? Because we are ignorant, and ignorance attracts ignorance. Until we do not change and empower ourselves with knowledge, our leadership will not change and will not give us the knowledge we need to evolve, forever subjugating us to be subservient to their ignorant interpretation of the divine. Translation, they love the anarchy on this planet. Their triumph depends on this anarchy. Um... And the chaos which they manipulate to then cause further vested interest. So if you see an anarchy, the establishment behind this anarchy is absolutely ignorant. They only want you to subjugate to their violence and control your mind and control economics around you. Um, in any way, to close out this podcast, this podca- this is about giving you the knowledge of the cosmos. Um, the cosmos that makes up who we are, the supreme cosmic energy, the sakamba, and the kundalini within us, the energy field that's coiled up inside us that is so powerful you can just uh, understand it and release it and you will you will fly with it and, and fly and really take off. And it is important for you to offload this energy field, offload, keep, keep making space, keep letting it form, but... Um, Offload the excessive energy and, any, and, and always make space, make space, clean up what is uh, accumulated, offloaded like, like a memory field in a computer and let it create and keep creating more and more energy but you have to give it that space. Um, and it, it, you have to make sure it's completely rolling. That means you always have to have energy, you always have to have uh, um, 
you always have to have energy. You always have to make sure your energy is always evolving and not be, uh, you know, concentrated or subjugated in, in one single field of life. So that, my dear friends, is the uh, is the uh, podcast for today. Thank you to Swamiji Sunir uh, Malanda, who... Um, um, who is, uh, who, from whom I got the, uh, from the first, um, first little paragraph or the f- opening part of the podcast, uh, I would invite you to be part of his podcast, uh, to, of his Facebook page. Um, and I hope, uh, he, he gives great knowledge and knowledge is who we are. It's all about uh, improving the knowledge, understanding knowledge, gaining the knowledge, the atwa, all that lies in between the currents that form our waves. Uh, thank you very much for joining me today. I hope to see you again tomorrow and until then take care and stay safe.